So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Not the yeah, get sentimental. I had to do it. The last show, right? Michigan State has been eliminated from the Big Ten tournament. And part of my, my singing at the at the beginning, that's... The song, no, 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 for, no, no apologies. You need that in your life. The intro song. Uh, but my singing, I, I apologize for. I do that too often. But anyways, Michigan State eliminated from the Big Ten tournament. Postseason hopes, NCAA regionals, forget about it. We knew that, though. We knew that. Why do we know that? Their RPI was too high. They lost just about every Big Ten series down the stretch. And to be a whore for one last episode, check out my writing. Because I wrote two, count them, two pieces. One on why MSU did not make the NCAA tournament. And then how bad was the collapse of the Spartans? Not uh, good circumstances for this last show. It's a little rainy out. But on top of that, the studio a little jacked up right now. We were playing around trying to figure out how to get the mics on. And now it's like hanging by a thread. I, I don't know. Here, I'll use my radio uh, detail uh, so there's a crane thing that holds the mic up and that thing is detached and the cord is on the crane thing that is detached that it plugs into the mic so that crane is just hanging there and the mic's plugged in and it's a whole mess but anyways enough complaints I'm an all-star radio host that's why through thick and thin I've given you warning track everything MSU baseball evening I don't know why I started with evening morning afternoon and evening in my host, Michael Epps, wherever you are, if you're still listening, doubt it, but calling him out, nah, I love you. But seriously, where are you at? Anyways, guys, I mean, it can sit here, and I felt like my articles were already too much of just writing like, okay, man, dude, stab us while we're down, seriously, tur- turn the knife, like, you gotta remind us why we were so bad? I know, my analysis is too good, too necessary. But yeah, so it's like we could ramble on about what was going on and everything. Uh, I mean, I do have some complaints, some things that really just stood out to me. So we'll get right into it, as I always like to say. Game one, uh, intriguing. Andrew Gonzalez got the start for the Spartans. Uh, not really was expecting this because Joe Mockby went in for relief. So I was like, okay, coach. Um, yeah, Andrew Gonzalez, who, I mean, who's proved to be a worthy starter, and he actually had a good outing there and kept Michigan State right in it for, you know, five innings. Um, Jake Lowry, once again, tough guy out of the pen, you know, what you expected. Really, the outlier here was Walter Borkovich, who let up that home run, but that was to a batter. I'm totally blanking his name. Um, shoot, I think Dawson was his last name, and uh, he's gone pro one day. You know, that was a huge bat they had, so he hit that home run. So it was intriguing just for them to go with Gonzalez to start. Um, in that first game, Hughes, where were you? Where's Brandon Hughes? I mean, that was a guy 
who really was one of the more reliable bats. But at the same time, and I kind of even discovered things on my own while I was writing my How Bad the Slump Was piece, and it was like, he actually was way worse than I thought. His numbers really weren't that good towards the end of the season. So the 0 for 8 to start the tournament, I think, before he got his first hit, uh, just kind of showed that. So where was Brandon Hughes? That was something that stayed with me. Um, Coach Boss brought back that aggressive nature that we talked about, and I'm glad this is this is something I feel like has been left out of the show for a while. Um, you know, all right, read those balls in the dirt. Bunt guys over with two outs. Bunt with your cleanup hitter. Bunt with your three hitter. You know, uh, steal bases. Take hefty leads. Make the team, you know, take a, what is it? You know, a long, uh, long run after first base. I can't even think about it. Not even a lead. Shoot, I'm an idiot. Um, regardless, being aggressive on the base paths, threatening at all, t- at all times on ground balls, on fly balls, whatever it is, bunts, be that kind of blue-collar team we've referred to all season. So I was glad that was kind of going on. Um, double steal, I believe, a few times. Um, even the broadcaster pointed out one time, it was like, man, are the Spartans playing aggressive in the second? It's like, yeah, they are, announcer. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, they're bunting with the three-hitter again. Um, one thing, another thing that stood out to me was Michigan State was yet again unable to cover the third base bag on a steal. And this is a problem we've actually seen before. Maybe I've not have called it to attention, but when teams have stolen third base, we have seen that throw get airmailed or knocked out of Hovis's glove or Hovis whiffed the catch, Byers throw off, whatever it is. The easiest way to catch someone stealing, stealing the third, was not something Michigan State made easy. Ultimately, I mean, this really cost them the game, too, because it put OSU right back into, into it. And, I mean, that was a theme in game the second game with OSU as well. Um, sloppy play, really all around, like on defensive end, on base running, just really stupid mistakes. So it's like when you're a team, and in the words of Jake Boss, you're not really plugging away at bats. You're not, you're not, taking, you're not taking quality at bats. You're not hitting well as a team. You're not hitting with running as a scoring position. You weren't really hitting well with two outs. Um, they did to, They did in the first two games, which was good, because so you thought the slump was over, but really OSU just kind of went back to what they were doing. Um, when you're not doing those things well, you can't play sloppy in the field. I mean, I mean, back to the Royals comparison, that won them a World Series as all those defensive runs saved and being you know high quality and every all nine guys in the field you could count on to make a play and like above average play even. And so Michigan State was playing very below average on defense, and like I said. Cost them not only this game, but maybe even the postseason. Because if they kept in this and the errors don't score those guys, I mean, they could have been in the championship game. I don't know. You, it's up to you guys to decide back at home. But uh, that was, a, I mean, a lot of frustrating moments in that game for Michigan State. And, I mean, I don't know if that was the youth or the transfers or uh, caught up in the moment, nerves, whatever it is. It just was not good baseball. Um, I also want a, a bone to pick with the umpires of the Big Ten tournament. You guys were not good. I mean, that's being nice, too. I, I won't say mean words. Holy cats, man. There were some outside calls, like way off the plate, that were being called for strikes and way below the knees and above the belt. It's like, dog, these guys aren't going to argue with you because they're college kids, which is a drag. I wish they would have gotten their face. I think Hovis had a few words for him one time. Um, but it's like, these were not strikes, and they don't have, like, the K... K zone, they don't like you know they don't keep track of those, so it was bad umpiring. I mean those that was a tough, a tough strike zone. Now I know it was being called both ways, but really like Michigan State was definitely looking at some strikes sometimes, and so all of a sudden they're in the behind in the count. 
or they get called looking, and it's like that's just not cool. Like, and that's not really something you see Michigan State do all season too. So there is some bad umpiring. Um, I will say that. So there, there's my call out. I have to be mean once a show, right? That's becoming a rule. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's game one, really. I th- I think the fielding threw away that game, and then a rare Walter Borkovich falter, but that was just because the hitter was better, and that's gonna happen. That's sports. That's baseball, especially. Now, game two was quite the collapse. Now, uh, I guess we'll start. Joe Mockby got the start, I guess. Um, oh, I haven't pointed out yet. Michigan State was unable to touch that Ohio Ohio State bullpen in both games. Um, and so it, it was interesting because going into this, OSU had more. They had more games already played. They had used more arms. Kind, that's more or less true, just because they actually did a really good job uh, keeping their starters late in the game to preserve the bullpen. But they did have to play some elimination games before Michigan State, and so in, in essence, they, they could have been more tired on the arms. And so it was like, all right, take, take pitches, run up the count. Um, and they were doing that, and they did that in both games, and it's like they already got up. Ohio State's starter uh, would be two and two-thirds inning. They got three earned, three earned runs, five hits on 60 pitches. And it's like, yes, you're doing what you need to do. Like, get to that bullpen, but really it backfired in both games as the bullpen absolutely shut the door, and Michigan State got Zippo runs against the OSU bullpen in both of those games. So, like I said, a good strategy just went wrong, and, like, you can't even blame coaching or anything at that point, just good, solid relief from the Buckeyes. But, yeah, so like I said, they were doing what they needed to do. Um, You know, Michalik went in for OSU and Kinker, and those guys, uh, Kinker didn't even allow a hit in three and two-thirds. And just absolutely shut the door on them. So um, that can be a little to MSU's offense being eh for a while now. Once again, check out my article if you want to know the numbers. But uh, yeah, so they were unable to touch it. And then the MSU bullpen, which has been phenomenal, uh, Mechas came in and it was like, all right, they're using them now. They're not going to use them for the championship game essentially because that was going to be played later today. And I was like, well, you know what? makes sense and doesn't why it doesn't make sense because it's like well you kind of want to save him for that but at the same time Mockby couldn't go long because he had pitched before a few or I think like a few days earlier like two days earlier so not too long ago but it also it's like well you can't save him for a game you're not playing in right so you might as well use him now where you're in the situation where he can shut the door and it's a 3-3 ball game um and he blew it which is rare and I guess give credit to OSU's Hitting because like a guy like this really, who had no struggles all year essentially the re, you know Big Ten reliever of the year and um, I don't know if that's an award but made first team Big Ten as a reliever, um, three earned, two hits only two hits but it was the walk, well and the walks killed himself now I'm actually looking at that and I'm going well you know what it is kind of on his fault and that was something I pointed out earlier and it's like everyone's like oh Dakota Mecca's he's so awesome and he is and like I was freaking out over him too because he is fun to watch in all his K's. He's going to go pro, but I even said it, pitch control, and that's a problem for a lot of strikeout guys like Mekas. They go for that big strikeout pitch, and all of a sudden they're throwing balls, and they're overthrowing curveballs and things like that, um, and that's what Mekas had, and so all these walks killed him, and you know it's just a one one or two big hits. There's the game, and it's like, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's that's your, You went to your go-to guy who's going to go a little bit longer and uh, essentially shut the door. You can probably scrap across one more run via the small ball, and that just didn't happen, and the game just got out of hand from there. It got out of hand with more fielding errors, and you know Michigan State fin- f- finished with three errors, and 
Uh, bosses even said after games, when we're playing clean, uh, good things will happen. And when we're not and we don't execute, well, we're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. They weren't executing. They weren't playing clean. But for now, that is enough on that. The loss is stinging off. I mean, there's just like a little explanation there for you guys. Um, nonetheless, this was a great season for this team, to, for them to do what they do. And we rode the hype train so hard, and now we're riding kind of the sorrow train, the struggle bus. Um, you know, to see them do what they did down south and make a name for them against these Florida and South Carolina and Georgia programs, whatever it be, and get wins down there um, and put their name on the map and come home playing well with the talent they didn't know they had, essentially. You know, they lost a lot of guys and made do with what they had. And, you know, Boss always said this was a special group of guys, and they showed that. So it's like, by no means was this not a successful season. It really was. Would it have been nice to make that first tournament appearance since, what, 2012? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there, I, I saw, like, a tweet from the team that, you know, oh, they're having their team awards and, like, I wasn't there. I, I didn't see the emotions. But all I can think was, like, you know they wanted more. You know they wanted to be in the regionals because they knew they could play with that team. They knew they could pitch with the best. They knew they could find a way to score runs. And it was just it was so hard for them to collapse like that um, where I, I can't even imagine how frustrated they are. So I don't want to put myself in their shoes, but I, you know. So you feel for them because this was a good team. And, but by no means should they be disappointed. They did some incredible things. It was a great run in a conference that's only getting better. I read a great piece, I think, from the State Journal on uh, how this conference is growing, and the commissioner agrees. So that's really good. I, I, you know, I, I'm pushing for Nebraska, Minnesota, and OSU as much as I want to be bitter. Uh, I'm not a fan. What am I saying? Jeez, fanship showing out. I do love the school. I love MSU. I can't, I can't deny it. But, you know, I'm pushing for the conference. I'm pushing for Minnesota, Nebraska, and OSU to do big things in the conference or in the tournament. I know Maryland and Illinois made some noise last year, so I hope uh, – you know, these three teams can prove. Prove the Big Ten is worthy and worthy of more teams to make the tournament. Uh, so we can consistently get five teams in there like what happened in 2015. So it is a conference that's growing, and I think Michigan State's growing. I can't exactly tell you what the recruiting class is like yet. Um, who knows? Maybe once I figure out more, we could do a little show on that. Um, but... uh I think the best is yet to come, and this team is so young. You're losing Justin Hovis and Chris Simonson. Justin Hovis battled to get that starting spot, and that's just an awesome thing. And now he's gone, and then Chris Simonson, who's really new to the program. So you're not losing a whole ton there. Uh, maybe some other guys to the draft, which will be the ninth, I believe, uh, the MLB draft. But, I mean, Bikina and Ando and Young and Durkin's coming back and Zimmerman, uh, allegedly, and Hughes, you know, Byers. Russ Kelly, McGuire, Grace, the list goes on. This team is young and talented. You're going to see a lot. Oh, Alex Troop coming off injury. So, you know, expect good things. Expect big things from this team. This is going to be a lot of the same faces. Um, and, you know, they're going to have that chip on that shoulder. I know that's kind of an MSU staple, but I truly believe it because – this is two years in a row now where Boss and his squad could smell the tournament where they're on the fringe and they just did not quite get it. So, like I said, by no means was this not a successful season. It's just it's a shame to see them downward spiral like that, and that's how it is. It's baseball. It's a game of slumps. It's a game where 75, 70% of the time you're not good and you're still good.
Ha. But I guess uh, that really only leaves one more thing. <clears throat> we'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. But I'm done. smiling through just like you always do until the blue skies drive the dark clouds away so will you please say hello to the folks that I know tell them I won't be long yikes They'll be happy to know as soon as you saw me go, I was singing this song. Bless your heart if you sat through that. But seriously, people, we'll meet again. Because there's probably going to be a draft show. So I guess this whole, like, last episode thing was a scam. But for Zach Barnes. Signing off. Maybe one last time, maybe not. It's a mystery. 89 FPM. Impact. If you only knew the power of the Impact 89 FM. Seriously, how am I just now finding that? That is like the perfect tagline. Alright, for real, so stop stop begging to hear my voice. I I, I get it. Just stop. I, I really gotta go. Alright. Good night, guys. <laughs>